welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. And we are here together. Here together today. Um, I have what I assume is a sexy, sick voice today. Everyone, please don't correct me. One of those, one of those (laughs) adjectives is correct. I won't tell you which one. Please just let um, me have this. Yes. Um, no, you definitely sound like a chain um, chain smoking yeah. like cougar. Yeah. Anymore, so. Hopefully, also, Amanda and I were just debating whether to close the window in Amanda's room. Um, and because it's 90 degrees outside, we opted not to. So hopefully everyone just digs our atmospheric cicada sounds tonight. Yeah. And it's not like I don't have air conditioning. It's D.C. after a while, but it's actually, like, less than 85 degrees today for, like, the first time all summer in D.C., nice. so I'm like, I need to have my window open. I know. Anyway. It's quite nice. It's okay. Um, well, welcome to the capital fields. city. Yay. It's, you know, I know you've never been here before. Nope. My first time. I'm going <laughs> to um, get on the the metro train later. <laughs> the subway. You just ride around. Ride around the subway. Oh, <laughs> I'd be, be miserable. <laughs> Take you two hours to get from one station to the other, apparently. Yeah. Um, so, you've been traveling a lot. Yeah. Have you been able to watch anything? Well, um, yeah, I, not really. (laughs) Yeah, but no. No, a little bit. I mean, I actually did finish Pose, um, which I, last time I think I said I was very close to the end and, um, uh, thought had a really wonderful ending that I can't wait till the show comes back. But I talked about Pose a lot. (laughs) Uh, Bless you. Sorry. (laughs) Bless you. Um, talked, talked about Pose a decent amount last week, but, um, other than that, I really only watched the main show that we're going to talk about this week, so we'll get to that, but, uh, what about, what about you? Well, I managed to watch a lot more television than I usually do, so I'm patting myself on the back right now. I did really good work. My roommates were all out of town. This weekend, um, which, like, isn't, like, they prevent me from watching TV, but it made me be in the house a lot more and just, Mm -hmm. like, hanging out with the cat, and so I ended up watching quite a bit of TV. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, so I watched, uh, well, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this two weeks ago, but there's this new NBC show, Making It. I think you did bring it up in our, you know, what we want to be watching. Yeah, so they've had two episodes. It airs on Tuesdays, um, and it's it's hosted by Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler, who have like great chemistry. They're like really funny and great together, Um, and it's basically just the Great British Baking Show, but with crafts. Hmm. And there's something. It's pleasant, and you know, Nick and Amy that. They're not the funniest in this show because it's just like there's not there's it's not a scripted joke show, but there was like a great joke where they well they made they made a poop joke that really 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 <laughs> like made me actually say out loud by myself in my room that's funny. <laughs> can I ask what your fabric is? This is canvas, so it's durable. You can take this thing off, fold it up, hide the fort, throw it in the washing yeah, machine. Yeah, you can wash it. It's yeah. super durable, and the flooring is vinyl, so you can wipe it. Ooh. Because um, kids might go in there to poop. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes right? kids like to go behind the chair. Right? You're like, I know you're pooping right and now. Like, Their face goes like this, and you're like, are you going to the bathroom? Why? <laughs> Nick, Nick, are you pooping right now? Nick, are you pooping right now? <laughs> Don't wash yourself with my scalloped edges. <laughs> So, I enjoyed that. But, like, it doesn't... I was hoping it would basically scratch the same itch that the Great British Baking Show does for me. 
And it it doesn't. And I've been trying to figure out why. And I think there's like because neither did nailed it for you. Neither did nailed it. In the it, like but, weird reverse universe. Where... But that wasn't also as funny as I wanted it to be. Yeah. This for some reason didn't like Great British Baking Show. I feel like you learn a lot. It's instructive. Um, and it's also aspirational. Mm-hmm. While this show is just like you're kind of like they they build like you know. A fort or like a heirloom. It's like I don't, I can't do that. Like you can convince yourself that yeah, yeah maybe you like could involved. make a cake. I no, they but they're like, like intense. These people are really talented, like craft makers. They oh. know what they're doing. Crafts. I literally thought they're like you know like doing like the stitching with the cross stitch or whatever. no. And oh, like okay. so like there's not enough to criticize because they're just kind of like oh this could have oh, been yeah. better. And then like but it was um, really good. But it was still <laughs> really good. And I don't know. There's not enough like. You know, in the Great British Baking Show, they're like, you want to get, you want to like roll out your your dough one at a time and then cool it between steps so the butter doesn't melt. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm learning something, even though you're never going to actually put this Do into practice. Anywhere, in this yeah. case, they don't tell you how to use a circular saw. They're not telling you how to properly mm. like do paper art Mm -hmm. you just like watch these people build something and then get judged on it so it's not quite as Hmm. so what it did make me do is watch a lot of the great british baking show (laughs) because it's like a meditation i really never yeah it's not a show that i would have ever thought i'm gonna just throw on season two right but i also like won't remember who wins this particular challenge i remember who wins the whole thing anyway so that's been fun i also watched the first couple episodes of this uh, French series that has already had two series on Netflix called um, the Very Secret Service, and it takes place... I'm still... I don't understand Netflix... Uh, Recommendation. Recommend- yes, how do they Algorithm. do this? They yeah. keep just telling me to rewatch Parks and Rec, but they don't tell me that there is a French series. It's a quirky French sitcom that takes place in like the secret service during the Cold War 1960 Paris. It's a show like nearly engineered for me. They need to like. And they didn't even. I found out about it like by accident and had to search for it on Netflix. And they have so much of my data, right? They have so much of my like. Whoever is like doing the ads at Instagram needs to be like poached and yes, hired they are for the so, Netflix. Yes, oh because God, those people so right. are like on like li- like you know. I guess you know I wonder if Netflix like I don't have a Netflix app on my phone. All I have is like it in my Apple TV which like doesn't I don't think listens to me. Uh I could be wrong. It's definitely listening to you. It's kind of old though. I bet the new generation ones do but mine's like 6 years old. Maybe it maybe it listens to you. But I feel like if it did, it would be recommending more accurate things. Right. Which is why Instagram is so effectively marketing to me. It's just, I don't like, I don't know why. And so I've watched a few episodes. They're pretty short. They're like less than half an hour each. Yeah. They're okay. Um, It takes, it's really interesting because it's like, like I said, it's quirky. And so it's very like tongue in cheek about, you know, like serving. So the actual title in French is like, in the service of France. It's not, like, a very secret thing. It's a, yeah. it's a weird thing how, like, they do translations. Because, like, at one point, one of the lines they have is, like, the, the English subtitle says, like, yes, you're going to be a very secret agent. And, like, the actual, <laughs> like, but the actual, and it's, like, a joke. But the actual French that they say is, like, you're going to be in, like, in the service of French. Um, the, yeah. France. So it's yeah. not even, it's, like, a weird thing. Well, it's weird. It's also, like, a more, like, patriotic translation. Right. Which maybe, and that's what's more so interesting is that, like, how do you translate weirdness yeah. and, like, quirkiness across cultures? Because we, mm-hmm. like, we tend to think that, like, weirdness is anything that's not normal. But the truth is that there's a certain type of weirdness that we like. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about Arrested Development, like, that's the kind of, like, American, like, weirdness. Right. 
And so this, like, it's French weirdness. And so sometimes you're wondering, like, this is just strange. I don't think I... Do I just not get it? Yeah. Or is this supposed yeah. to be strange? Yeah. That's... And they also, are, like, are very... It's pretty um, clear-eyed about French colonialism. And they keep, like, a running joke in it is that that people say, like, Algeria is, well, you know, it's Africa. And people be like, no, it's France. And yeah. so, like, that's kind of a joke. But it's weird because they're all white characters. So I'm yeah. kind of like, mm, all right, that, this could be a little better. Anyway, it's fun. It's, the fashion is good. Yeah. Yeah. And is it, like, it's not, like, Killing Eve-ish at all, Secret Agent? No, it's not as good as Killing Eve. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean... I don't know, maybe I'm too American. There's a great <laughs> episode where they, like, the yeah. CIA agents come. Yeah. And, like, the one guy is speaking French, which they, like, sub... They don't subtitle. It's really funny when yeah. that happens. And so it's, like, an American speaking French, and his French is deliberately really bad. He'd be like, nouveau voulons vous And the other guy <laughs> says, like, oh, nouveau voulons <laughs> Like, you, like, he's like, your, your grammar is so bad. And, like, the other guy has this thick Texas accent. Anyway, it's pretty funny. I so. I also want I don't think we brought it up on here but just while we're talking about foreign shows that we like I don't think we brought it up on here that we like learned that Babylon Berlin um <laughs> had so I mean we had both read that there were two seasons of Babylon Berlin if you will dedicated listeners will recall uh, that we were both really into Netflix and Babylon Berlin. Two dedicated listeners are like, that's right, I remember that was episode 17. Talk German to me. Yeah. Hey, hey, maybe. 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 Hi, Jana. Yeah, let us know. Um, no, I, we both like had read that there were like two seasons and I think we were both like very excited that this season, like, I was like, oh, there's another season that's already aired in Germany. Right, we were, like, like ready for a matter the of second time. season, and then there was an announcement that said, they've yeah. just renewed it for a third season, and so, <laughs> so we were like, wait, I was like, wait a second. Well, when is the, you, you asked, like, when is the second season coming to Netflix? And yeah. someone very helpful. Oh, I asked, was like, oh, I was uh, tweeting it, I think, um, the, one of the New York Magazine, uh, um, TV critics, she had tweeted about this, and she, and I was like, Wait, yeah, but when's it coming to Netflix? And she's like, oh, no, the ones that were on Netflix, that was the two seasons. They're both eight episodes. I was acutely disappointed. I was, too. Also, like, I was kind of, because remember, I was like, you know, the season 16 episodes, which I'll admit is a lot for, like, this day and age, on, and I also thought it was a little bit odd for a European show to have a 16 episode Especially with that big of a budget. Season, yeah. right. And yeah. so I did think it was a little bit weird, but anyway, so well, a little bit disappointing us. to find out that there is not another one just waiting in the wings no. already. No, and like, like that they haven't, even, they haven't even done it yet, which I'm like, when is yeah. that going to be? Anyway. Kind of a bummer. So if you were like like us, kind of waiting a... On the edge of your seat for another Babylon Berlin season, um, probably waiting Wait a, little a little bit longer. longer. <laughs> but anyway, that was just an aside that I remembered while we're talking about our, yeah, our European some faves. Good, some good service room. Anyway, yeah. so today we're going to talk about um, a show we might have mentioned briefly as a plan to watch is Castle Rock, which is a Hulu original that is based on, I guess, just everything Stephen King has ever made. Um, yeah, although he is not directly... Uh, I think not directly involved no, with the neither the he he did not write any. He's been of this like show. supportive of it. But, yeah, and yeah. I think it's like I'm sure he's making money as in some kind of producer role that I'm you know he's like executive producing it or something. Yeah, it's, it's like, actually I know one of the executive producers is J J Abrams. Um, right, which 
It's kind of Abrams-ish. I mean, this show so far reminds me, you know, what the other show that we're watching right now, which we will check in with next week, uh, Sharp Objects. It, it kind of reminds me, I think we've now watched four or five episodes of the show. I think I'm caught up on it. Amanda's maybe one episode behind, but... Yeah, I'm um, misjudged. It's like, I think, so much setup on this show, and it hasn't really, like, gone anywhere... Yet, I don't mean, you feel like that's really Stephen Kingish though? Yeah, it's like two hundred and fifty pages of setup, and then like because something I always <laughs> found frustrated about frustrating about Stephen King. So let me back up a little bit. I am not a Stephen King expert, um, nor am I. So, and I've only actually read, I think, two books. I think I've also read two, and I've, I've seen maybe. I mean, I've seen four The Shining five. a bunch of times. Okay, I've, I've seen, seen Carrie. I've seen Carrie. But yeah, I've seen, actually seen The Mist. But something I feel like she, like he does, and you know, I think of course we've even seen in it. oh, and it, yeah. yeah. But like, is that there's just all this setup, and you have this sense that these pieces are going to fall in place, like that there's going to be this mystery solved, and it's just it's basically just mood setup. It's and a lot then of nothing. Mood. And for me, I find that frustrating. Like, I remember reading this one book in seventh grade called... It was, it's, a, it's a Stephen King novel that's, like, not very well-known, but it's called The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. Mm-hmm. And it's about a girl that's like, gets lost in the woods, and she has a radio, and she's just trying to get Boston Red Sox games over it as, like, a comfort or whatever, but then she starts noticing that something is pursuing her. At first, she thinks it's a bear, and then she thinks it's, hum- like, men, and mm-hmm. then she thinks it's turns out at the end you're like wondering what it is and there's all these clues that are given to you or like you know peeks into it at the end you see it in like the last few pages and it's a bear monster that has like bees coming out of its eyes and mouth and like then someone shoots it and that's it and you're kind of just like okay well shouldn't this have been like the focus the, of like what's that bear's deal <laughs> we're just like okay so we just now it's a it's a bear filled with bees right. and I, like, <laughs> I remember being like 12 and being like this is so remarkably disappointed because if you're going to be inventive about a monster like <clears throat> shouldn't have been at the beginning and then you weave about the like into the it the lore of yeah. this monster like yeah. figuring out like you know its origin story and all this and this is just like it's a chase anyway I'm talking a lot about this book, but well, I feel like Stephen King does that a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that generally his movies tend to get a little more to the point. But like, I mean, I haven't actually seen any other television adaptations of his work. Actually, I've seen Isn't there one where they did like Red Rum or like they did something with like, oh, Rose, Red Rose, 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 Red. Oh, I remember think that I, that was like maybe even like a Hulu thing. I think I know a long time ago. They, and then they did last year. Hulu did um eleven twenty two sixty three, which I think was a Stephen King. Oh, was that? I think it was With the one with James Franco. Yeah, and and oh, then um, I know that. So there's been a bunch over the years. I mean, he's, like got, and he's very you know, prolific. Yeah, so. and there's been a ton of TV adapt- stuff adaptations. Stuff you might not even know, like I did. Right, and I mean, so I mean, we've were. There's a lot of, and I mean, there is actually a lot of lore in Castle Rock so far, which is kind of fun. Which I'm but, kind of lost on. Yeah, so I mean, I think maybe, we, we, you know, the setup of the show is basically, there isn't a whole lot. We're in Castle Rock, Maine, obviously. And, um, and, and so... And there's the, a for-profit prison there. There's a for-profit Shank, prison Which sounds Shank. familiar to many of you. But neither of us have actually seen the Shawshank. <laughs> which is really realized. sad that neither of us I know. have seen that. I've also not seen the Green Mile. 
Um, Wait, is that Stephen King? That is also Stephen King. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't seen that either. There's a reference to. I did notice a reference to the Green Mile in this, even though I haven't. I haven't seen it, but um, it's like there's a lot of because it's a whole idea of like magical kind of like right prison weird shit, which I guess is maybe also the deal with Shawshank. I never understood what the paranormal aspect of. Shawshank Redemption was, but... Well, I, I'd say I never understood either, but I've also never investigated right. I've been, like, the faintest idea, so I don't know. IMDb. I have no idea. I'm um, sure it might be obvious, but... And so, basically, we open on the kind of mysterious setup of a, 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 a child being found in the middle of a frozen lake by a... Um, by a, a police officer, and we learn that this is, like, 1991 or 1990, and um, we kind of flash forward to the present. Um, so this kid, Henry Deaver, had been adopted yeah. by the local reverend, and then he went missing for 11 days, and in that time, his father was found, like, Murdered. gravely injured. Oh, yeah, like, gravely and injured, then, like, right. And then, then died, um, and... He, um, so this kid is found and no one knows how he survived these sub-zero temperatures it's for like 11 40 days. Degrees below like, zero. were you somewhere? Like, you don't have any frostbite. He doesn't, he doesn't tell anyone. And he, he doesn't, doesn't remember. He, he says he doesn't, he doesn't remember. remember. Yeah. You know, kids used to dress up like you for Halloween. But then somebody Instagrammed a photo and it became a whole thing. The blackface. Okay, let's hear it. What's the story? Beloved local preacher opens his home and his heart to poor screw-up orphan. Weirdo kid. Gets weirder. 91? Mega snowstorm? Guinness book shit? You lure him out to Castle Lake. Push him off the rocks. Bye-bye, Pastor Deaver. Wander out of the woods 11 days later and pretend you can't remember what happened. That the cover story or the real story? You tell me. Flash forward to the present day, 2018, and a prison guard at this for-profit prison. Uh, By the way, the show has a lot to say about the prison industry, which I appreciate, actually. Yeah, it does. I know. It makes Um, its views very, very Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and this guard, he's, like, trying to find... He's cleaning out this one wing that has been abandoned so that they can fit more prisoners in. And he finds this guy, Bill Skarsgård, or Sarsgård. Skarsgård? 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 There's also a kind of... Skarsgård. ...event immediately preceding this that I don't think we should spoil, but is kind of a... Kind of launches us into the storyline for the beginning of the episode. Yeah, well, so they find this guy that no one knows who he is. They just call him the kid, and he won't, he doesn't say who he is. You're led to believe over the course that he might be, like, the devil, and that there's, the, the, that Castle Rock is, like, this epicenter of evil, but you don't really know. Like Sarah said, it's, like, a lot of... Well, it's, it is made clear to us by the, the warden of the, uh, the warden of the prison that Castle Rock is a town that is... Um, in massive decline, everyone there's like a meth addict. There's like no, you know, there's no tourism. There's no, it's not like Booth Bay Harbor, and um, <laughs> <laughs> Booth Bay, Bay, and uh, and and in fact, there's been a lot of awful, awful stuff that has happened in this town over the years. You know, a lot of it specifically to the wardens family like in his, his house you know his brother yeah. kills himself is you know and so but there's you know just they made it very clear a lot of bad stuff happens in castle rock this is a town with like 
some terrible vibes, and we think <laughs> that this kid that we find in the abandoned wing of the cellar There's is somehow connected yeah. to all the bad stuff that's happened in the town, but, like, how? Yeah. So, that's where we're going. Um, I mean, I think it's a, it is an interesting setup. I do kind of feel like we're four or five episodes in, and, like, in the most recent episode, definitely, like, is the most plot-heavy so far. Oh, that's far. good. That's um, look forward to. Yeah, so we can kind of check back in with that, you know. But um, I think something we both wanted to talk about with this cat, this show, though, like the cast is incredible. I love so many of these actors. Um, so we mentioned Bill Skarsgård, who also was the clown uh, Pennywise in what the new Pennywise? It. I keep saying he was It in It, but I'm like, I mean, well, I guess I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which you and I keep saw forgetting. together. Yes. Um. So he and he's. Obviously, like, playing a very different role than a demonic clown. But, um, so he's really good. And I love the main guy, Andre Holland, who's playing Henry Deaver. As yeah, a he's great. I don't really town. know him from anything else. Um, no, I don't. I, yeah. Like, he didn't, he didn't, doesn't even look familiar to me. No, not at all. But his name sounds familiar. Like, yeah. I've heard the name Andre, Andre Holland. Holland. It's like a yeah. movie star name. Yeah, he's great. I mean, not, like, to literally, like, not even mention, not to mention, this is a show that has Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek, uh, who's so good in it, actually. So, she's so, very like, good. I mean, she's wonderful. Something about her performance is, like, really, like... Yeah, I don't know. She's really wonderful. I mean, Anne Cusack, who's kind of doing some by the numbers stuff so far, Which, but like it's yeah, Anne Cusack. But so I so like, that took me a second to realize that was who it was. Yeah, and do you know how I figured it out? Was that I was like, oh my god, wait, that's that is uh, um, the girl from A League of Her Own. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I was yes. like, in A League of Their Own, it's when she's the one um, who can't read, yeah. that Madonna is teaching how to read oh, with yeah, the I romance. Oh, yeah, I love it. She's like, my milky white breast. And I, I like, and then I, so I like looked her up and I'm like, oh my God, that is the, that is the girl from A League of Their Own. And then I look it up and I'm like, wait, that's a Cusack. <laughs> I didn't even know that that is, like, oh, anyway, yeah. I, I feel like they all look exactly the same. I feel like all the Cusacks look exactly the same. They spot do. A Cusack. It's so obvious. Yeah. How did I not know that any of the, anyway. Yeah. So, like, can spot a Cusack from 20 miles away. Yeah, so she's in it, which she's is very in it. Um, Jane Levy, who's a really great young actress, I think. She um, kind of looks like, um, uh, Gillian Jacobs. Yes, I mean, she looks exactly like. like at I, first, she, I thought it was yes, Gillian me, Jacobs. Me I got too. super. Excited. They look exactly the same. Um, Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky. I love. I love she's too. So charming. She's in a ton of stuff. A lot of stuff like on like HBO and like. Yeah. Just like, Notably, the kind stepsister from Ever After with Drew Barrymore. Sure, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's probably if it would, and um, also uh, Angelica Houston. And, but, yeah. like, Frances Conroy, you know... Terry O'Quinn. Frances Conroy is doing some kind of New England accent that neither of us can identify. It's weird. It's very weird. It's like, I'm gone down to Potland today. I'm it's like, like British, but then, <laughs> it's not an but accent. But it's not? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know Maybe why. Maybe I don't know enough about, like, you know, down east accents. But, like, yeah, like, I don't know. No, it doesn't make sense. I, especially because her husband, uh, Terry O'Quinn, who's our, our kind of... Sometimes narrator, um, which I hate when he's narrating that episode. Oh, see, is so it's stupid. interesting. I, I like that. I like it more when he's narrating. Is there, I actually don't wish tell me there's another more. episode like that he. No, narrates. no, there isn't so far. I mean, I that's like so he's reading a letter. I didn't like. I didn't like. Yeah, that. I mean, people don't write letters like this. It's kind of like Ugh. it's like prose. It's like yeah. in the, but I actually also really like the guy who plays um, uh, Pangborn. The uh, 
Oh yeah, what the a weird police officer. What a weirdo. He's weird. I like him. Yeah. Um, I love. I don't really. What is is that? Like, Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Noel Fisher is the uh, the yeah the, who I recognize from. Um, Another Prison show that guard. I watch and hate. Um, Ooh, wait, uh, what do you hate? Tell me what you hate. Oh, uh, Shameless on Showtime with Bill Macy. Oh, that's Bill right. Macy. I, hate, I that. hate that show. Yeah. Um, Why do you call him Bill Macy? <laughs> my friend Bill Macy. My, oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill. Yeah, Bill my friend. Tell, my friend. Bill, tell us about your new show. Billy M. H. Muffin. <laughs> Billy. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, an outdated joke. <laughs> what is that? It was from when he was married to Felicity Huffman. Billy H. Huffman. Stephen Colbert's name for them was Billy M. H. Muffman. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. That's a good joke. I love yeah. Mentos though. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, it was really, really <laughs> wonderful. I mean, so the cast is fantastic. I don't, again, it's like such an amazing collection of actors to like not have it add up to a whole lot so far, but... I assume that they all read the script and were like, I'm in on this wild red of a Stephen King. I mean, the other thing that I think is a little, I don't understand quite to what end, but like, this show is basically supposed to be like one giant Stephen King reference. So even though... like a jambalaya. Yeah, so it's both like inspired by the works of Stephen King and... So there's, like, constant references to his books. Like, the opening credits of the show are just pages pages from his books. books. And I don't understand So is that, I mean, is that the... What's so weird about this is that, like, like, meta... like right, like is the is the whole point for it to just be a bunch of Easter eggs about Stephen King novels? And if so, or is why? The, and like, and then why? Because like, if you have a plot that exists on its own, why? I mean, because even the casting itself, right? We have Sissy Spacek, Carrie. We have, yeah. you know, uh, again, like Bill Skarsgård. Um, you know Skarsgård. that Skarsgård, which is my uh, new name. For Bill. Him. <laughs> Bill. Um, Melanie Linsky. Oh, Rose Red. That is the, that's what That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Who was I don't in, know why I remember who was that. that. Frances she was. Conroy. Yeah. She was in oh. that. Frances Conroy was in The Mist. And then, and um, then, yeah, like, uh, Stephen King isn't even, does he even have like a production credit on I mean, this? that's what I was saying. I think he mu- must, he must like be a, a producer. Um, some of the references are like more veiled, I mean, not veiled exactly, but there's a lot of characters that are named after characters in Stephen King books. Uh-huh. Um, I think the most obvious one is Jackie Torrance, who is. Uh, yeah, wait, which character is that? That's Jane Levy's character. Um, oh. And she, in the most recent episode, mentions her crazy uncle. Who uh, once <laughs> took his whole family up to some fancy See, ski yeah, resort and tried like, to axe murder him? Is it just? Is it just like Easter I guess eggs? She also didn't mention that he was dead, but right. It's it's basically and so like there. Wait, are, so does like, that mean Danny dozens, is her cousin? Uh, that would be what it means, right? It's like, do, are we gonna meet Danny Torrance? Like, I just don't. Like, there's a lot of dead dog kind of like motif. Is dead dogs a thing about Stephen? Pet Cemetery, Cujo, there's a lot of, like, barking. Cujo, God, you know, you can name so many more, uh, like, Stephen King things than I mean, and I also recently saw The Dead Zone, which I think that there has been a Dead Zone. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty good one with, um, 
Uh, what's his face? Um, Stephen King is only an executive producer on one episode. That's wait. It's got. He can't just be an executive producer on one. It says episode. one episode. That's an odd. This, this is all on IMDb. Though wait, actually, J.J. Abrams says only EP for one episode, which hmm. is weird. Weird. That is weird. I was Scott Brown. I when I saw that first, I was like. <laughs> Former Senator Scott Brown. <laughs> this is what he's doing these days. He's just like, yeah, you know, That's posing funny. by pickup trucks, becoming a senator, and, yeah. then, and then now producing TV shows. Yeah, That's isn't funny. it it's very mean, strange? So, Maybe it was the first episode or something? I don't know. Like, I would say definitely, oh, of course the, yeah. I mean, I would say, like, of course, we already talked about Shawshank Penitentiary um, being the main kind of, like, center of the, the show. Um, uh, so, oh, and apparently... Okay, so apparently Alan Pangborn is a is a frequent like name or character in Stephen King's. I mean, with a name like Pangborn, right? It's like use that all you can, right? Because I, I actually read that some people at like when the, his name was introduced, some people were just like immediately like I think King fans were kind of so I'm like is this King whole heads. show King Kingheads Kingies? Um, no, don't. Kingies is bad. Um, I'm just like, is this show just like one big expensive piece of fan service to Kingies? Like, I don't, like, I can't quite. There have been a couple scary parts, but I'm still waiting for more payoff. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like the bandages in the church, there's a scene that's really creepy, and then there's kids with masks. Oh, you got to the weird courtroom scene with the kids. Kids in masks are always going to be creepy talking about murder. Like, these kids are, like, full on, Literally, they're chanting, like, murder house, or whatever. (laughs) Like, take her to the... Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I want to know what's up with the kid. I want to know why he's, like, the most evil. I think that, again, with a cast like this, like, it's got to be building somewhere good. And I want to know... It is creepy. I want to know what's going on. But I actually am more intrigued right now by sharp objects. Yeah. So, but that's also because it's, you know, I'm farther in and I don't know. But, yeah. And they're very different. But I'm like, there's this sense but... that they're building to something awesome and I'm definitely a little bit more intrigued by sharp objects. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to finish this for sure. But I, yeah. I think, no, I think we're um, in it to win it. If you want, like, kind of a creepy uh, distraction and certainly if you are a major King fan, you should tune into this one. Yeah, yeah, kick apparently. Out of it. You're a king. Um, <laughs> you said it again. Sorry, you said you wouldn't. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll maybe come back to this, you know, come back around to it. Yeah. Um, eventually. Um, what we're watching. So, um, Insecure premiered this week. I actually did see the premiere. Um, don't, hot tip. Don't watch that one on an airplane like I did, because... <gasps> is it not safe super for airplanes? Good, super good booty scene starts it off. And um, you can't properly enjoy it if there's strangers around nope, you. Nope, and I was like, it's going to end in a second. It's going to end in a second. And you just did it. just keeps kind of going. You just kept it going. <laughs> oh my god, you're bold. Like, I was like, oh, it's going to definitely... You, you know, I did skip. I did get to a moment where I, I was like, no, yeah. yeah, for sure, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like, well, look at that pervert. Um, definitely. Um, so we'll definitely be watching Insecure. Yeah. Um, next gotta, week we can talk about that and get that your thoughts. That sounds good. That sounds yeah. good. Um, also, we've been recommended this multiple different uh, directions this has come from was The Sinner, which we mentioned we were also planning to watch. But like... Yeah. Critics and um, recently our friend Patrick. Yes. And a pe- yeah, I, get, I guess a, like I think we need friend. to watch it. I think it. we need to watch it. I I'm you know the whole premise Jessica is that Alba you know who does the murder. Off. 
but you don't know why. Which is yeah. interesting, because my favorite murder show is Columbo, where you know who does the murder, and it's just a question of how they're going to slip and up. How they're going to, like, get... Right, this is, gonna, this is like, an interesting thing that I haven't... That I don't know has been played with about, like, why they did... I mean, sometimes it's you a watch a show... Piece, right? Oh, I don't know. Is it? I don't know why I have like I mean, sometimes you watch a show and you don't know why like, they committed a murder, but that eventually comes up. But this is, this is, I guess, I've never seen a show where, like, that's the whole point, is to wonder about motive. Yeah. From what I understand about it. So yeah. that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, we'll be checking that one out. Uh, I'll probably be watching more of, um, your friends. Au service de la France. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe trying to understand it a little bit more. <laughs> Delve into that one. Yeah, really, really get it. Um, what we're not watching this week, this was an easy one. This, yeah. We both have the same not watching, and it's this new Netflix show called Insatiable. Yeah. It, um, I think we should actually, what was, uh, what was the headline? Oh, so Linda Holmes wrote a really searing review, um, for Pop Culture Happy Hour on NPR. Um, it says, Insatiable is lazy and dull, but at least it's insulting. <laughs> Which is a fantastic headline. That's a great headline. Yeah. Whoever wrote that is really great. But, I was kind of also, yeah. Roxanne Gay was, is going to be writing about it, and she was kind of like, oh, I bet she, she was kind some... of tweeting as she watched it the other night, and she was like, I mean, I think what everyone's been focusing on, I think this is kind of making the same point, but like, um, a similar point, but like, she's, you know, everyone's been focusing on the fact that the show is this awful um, treatment of, of fat people and, like, awful treatment of, like, you know, just weight issues and the person in a fat suit in the year 2018. But Roxanne was actually saying, she's like, honestly, I'm going to tell you the parts about fat people in this show are, like, the, like, not even the worst part of Wow, it. So it's just I didn't like know that. All together bad. So um, the premise, so I don't think you know about... Yeah. How she loses the so the, no, the premise of the show is that this this young woman I guess you see her in a fat suit at the beginning right and then she loses all this weight and there's things about it I don't know the preview isn't very illuminating about like what it's actually Shockingly, about other than right. it's just like a seems like to be like an unbalanced sort of woman doing yeah. crazy things because she's like um, insatiable when it comes to maybe sex I don't know okay. it's not really clear okay. I like watched the 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 brief trailer on Netflix and I'm just like I don't, I don't know I'm I sure that, honestly they probably wanted to tell you as little about it as possible because probably because it bad. looks kind of batty yeah um but the uh so the reason she loses all this weight at the beginning of the, sh- the show is that her jaw is wired shut and here is how and why her jaw becomes wired shut she gets in a fight with a homeless man over her candy bar yeah. Isn't that and then he like attacks her? I Is that I guess happens? so. She like like yeah, she was a punched by a homeless man. Um because she he was he wanted her candy bar. So it's like offensive not only to people who don't have homes and are like destitute. It's offensive to like fat people because the idea is that they're like just these disgusting monsters who like will do anything for like one like fix of a candy bar yeah. it's, it's just like this is like something that would have happened to Screech on Saved by the <laughs> Bell in like 1992 and like, like and, I don't and, understand and you'd be uncomfortable in 92 right like, like I don't understand stupid. like and then and then I did know that like 
the creator, you know, so there was like a change.org petition about this show people hated so much. Really? Yes. Yeah. And then. Why is Netflix promoting it so I mean, much? You know, it's a mystery, honestly. And then like the, the, you know, I read an interview. Like they're promoting the it to creator. me instead of this French series right. from 1960. I just can't. I mean, the choices that Netflix makes continue to be baffling. You it's know, random. where they, yeah. you know, have so much crap that is covering up, you good know, stuff. the occasional really good thing that they make. Right. We talked about this a little when we were talking about Alias Grace. Right. Where it's like, okay, but you can't even, like, find, you know, they're just churning out so much content. And, I mean, this is, but yeah, this they've, like, really chosen to put right on the marquee. Um, and I don't, I mean, I'm sure it was like, it doesn't, oh, it's not like it like, like they stars anyone can, right, they interesting. Can, like, bury it and then just like, well, it st- stars Mark, Mike Verbiglia. <laughs> oh yeah. So apparently the guy Rude that's in Mike it, I, Dallas Roberts is the actor in it who I think looks exactly I like, was saying Mark, that, like Mike I did, Verbiglia. I'm like, they're, you're telling me, I was like, you know, Netflix are telling me Dallas Roberts, like I'm supposed to know who that is and. Um, and Amanda points out that he looks. I, think I like one hundred percent thought like, it was Mike Birbiglia. I think that he looks more. He looks like, like Jason wait, Bateman. Now they're there. putting Mike Birbiglia in the. <laughs> oh. See, wait, actually, no, that's not. See, that's oh. that's Dallas. See, okay, all right, okay. all right, okay. My Amanda just showed me a picture of him. I was made. saying that he looks more like um, Dane. She Cook. just pointed at a picture of Dallas Roberts, and like she said, dumb. "See, they're even putting a picture of <laughs> Mike Birbiglia there, but it's actually a picture it's of Dallas, Dallas Roberts." Roberts. <laughs> okay, good point. Point taken. Um, so this show looks insanely bad. I will not be giving it any views. We will not um, be watching it. Nope. Yeah. Can I just come back around to um, uh, Succession real quick? Oh God, someone <laughs> else told me to watch it. And now I'm just digging my heels in. No, now I'm just refusing. Wait, because what's funny is that the same thing happened to um, Bobby and Lindsay on one of our other favorite podcasts, Who Weekly, where they're like, not watching Succession because everyone in the entire world has told me oh, to watch said Succession. That too? Oh, yeah. I relate. And yeah, so but now I'm like, maybe I should watch it. I don't want to. No, we'll I don't stay, need another no, show. We'll I don't stay need hard. another show. And I, I, you, I also yeah. don't think I would like it as much as everyone. I just don't like shows about about rich, people. rich, spoiled people. Yeah, no, no, no. We're gonna stay strong. You think? I think we can do. It. We have enough other stuff to distract us. Yeah, it's true. So. It's true. Anyway, well, so don't watch Insatiable with us. Watch these other shows with us instead. Um, And anything else you want to talk about? I think that's it for us this week. I think that might be it. Yeah, we will will come back, hopefully, with definitely more Sharp Objects commentary, I think, soon also. We can sort of check back in. Yes. With Sharp Objects. Yeah, you Um, are one episode behind me. I know. Which is unfortunate. I love it occasionally when I have a show... That I really want to watch when it actually airs, yes. like where you're like, I mean, because I feel like it. Oh, this one is for sure. Pretty one. far, like few and far between shows like this now, especially because so many things that I watch are just like on streaming platforms. Mysteries, I think, help. Yeah, and it feels. I always love it when a show comes along that I'm like, just cannot wait for the next. Like I want to know what episode. Next. Yeah, yeah. And there's I only mean, two episodes left in. Yeah, Projects. so we'll definitely be coming back around to that one too. Yeah. All right. Well. That's it for us this week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.